Blog Talk Radio. Logan. If you're ever in the Dallas area, 
feel free to come and worship with us. We are at 4204 Partner Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I would like to thank each and every one who are listening to this program and also thank you for your prayers and support. Yes, yes. I love that song. Well, I have a question today. Do you feel like true love doesn't exist? There are many people who have given up on love because of fear or past hurt. Even some single women have struggled to find the right person to love for a lifetime. Today, I want to introduce a couple who I met last week in Houston. And just just from the first moment I met them, I heard their story, and I fell in love with them. Uh, they're a very, very uh, great young couple. And without further ado, I would like to introduce Mr. and Mrs. Johnson. They're coming on the line at this time. Mr. and Mrs. Johnson, hello. 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 How y'all doing today? We are doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. Doing great. I wanted to I wanted to kind of cut through the preliminary because I want to make sure that hurry up and get y'all on the line so that way I can have room for you all to just share whatever's on the on y'all heart that God give y'all. First and foremost, I do want to say I I met Mrs. Johnson. She's an author of a great book that we will be talking about later on. The name of the book is actually the title of this specific show. It's called Love as Promised. And I met her and she told me a great testimony about not only how they met, but even the background of both of them. And just right there at that moment, I wanted to make sure that they came up to the show so that way we can listen to some great nuggets, but more importantly, a great example of God answering prayers. Uh, can you can y'all tell me first of all where you all from? Well, um, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, and believe it or not, I am a native of Las Vegas, Nevada. Hmm. Wow. Wow. I'm Archie Johnson, a native of East Texas. Hmm. Okay, okay. Now what I'm going to do, um, I'm going to take a little different approach. I'm going to set the scene as if what happened last week when I had met you all. Yeah. I met Mrs. Johnson, and as I was standing, she spoke about her book, Love as Promised, and it actually came from her own personal testimony. But can you first tell me, Mrs. Johnson, can you first tell me how you met Mr. Johnson? Well, 
what happened was I I live in Las Vegas, Nevada, and uh, several months earlier, my niece lives in Texas. I came to visit, and she brought her fiancé to visit and to meet her side of the family in Las Vegas. And she was sitting in the living room with her fiancé. He wasn't saying very much, but he was watching me very closely. Unknown to me uh, at the time, when they left and went back to Texas, he approached his dad who lives in the country 15, over 1,500 miles away and said, what did, what did your son tell you, son? My son said to me, Dad, I met a nice young lady. She's kind of like you. In fact, I believe you two would be a good couple. I think you should go to Las Vegas and meet her. I looked at it and said, wow. And so what happened, to make a long story short, um, they decided they were going to get married in Las Vegas. And the night before the wedding, she approached me and said that, uh, by the way, uh, my fiancé's father is in town, and we thought you two should meet. So hmm. Mr. Johnson, Archie, literally showed up on my doorstep. I had no clue this man existed at all. He just showed up on my doorstep in Las Vegas, and that's where it began. Hmm. When she yeah, told me that. Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. And so we 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 realized uh, we had said in aid, and he arrived at my doorstep, and it was so funny because as they were coming in, because I had prepared a meal, a meal, and I he was at the door with his two daughters, and I looked down and I saw these cowboy boots. I said, "Woo!" I was afraid to look up to look at him. I was looking at his boots, and I said, "Okay." And so I just played host all evening, but uh, as the evening went on, I realized that um, he was very interested in me, and we began to praise God and sing Christian hymns in the home. And later on that evening, I finally looked up and saw him for the first time, the person he was, and it just, and then the relationship just grew from there. Wow. It's, yeah. It's, funny story, but he just, I looked up and I was so afraid to look up. I just had made up in my mind, you know, I had been a single woman for 18 years and I said, you know, Lord, I don't want to go through any more changes, Lord. I just want to live for you and want you to have what you want for me. And so I, I said in my mind that I was just going to be a gracious host to everyone that came to the house for dinner. But little hmm. did I know at the time that this man was sent by God that it was my time it was my time and my place for God to send who he wanted me to have. And it was such a blessing. But I, God advised me to be still. He said, Jacqueline, he said, you be still. He told me, don't make no moves, don't manipulate, don't do anything. Just be still and know that I am God. And that's all I did. I couldn't make any moves. I couldn't influence. I couldn't do anything. All I could do is just be a gracious host. And God took it from there. And Mr. Johnson. <laughs> Wow. Hmm. Yeah. You know, what, what, it was, go ahead. You, you know, the funny thing, when you told me about that, the first thing I said, now that's a man out of my own heart. For him to 
take a leap of faith and just show up at your doorstep. Yeah. And to be honest with yeah. you, that that's that's almost like a a romantic movie. We don't we don't hear those kind of things anymore. Now, with wisdom. Now, I know there are some people, you know, you can kind of pick up when someone ain't right. Right. You can tell you can tell when when something or somebody ain't right, you know. But I know it took a lot of courage for you to be able to receive him at the door, but what struck me was his heart to leave from his area to go all the way to Vegas on a chance. Yeah, that was amazing. And I didn't even know he existed. Uh, my uh, niece at the time and her husband were playing Cupid. I didn't know what they were doing. They <laughs> they knew he was coming, but they never told me. So our meeting happened under natural circumstances. It was an, And families were together. We were getting ready to celebrate another wedding. And it was a natural occurrence. And, and, you know, I couldn't have planned it. I couldn't have uh, configured this in my mind, how I'm going to meet this man. I had to do nothing but what God told me to do, to be still and know that he is God. And under natural circumstances, he came into my life. It was so natural. It wasn't complicated. It was very transparent. It was such a beautiful experience. Amen. Now, first, Mr. Mr. Johnson, um, how was your travel to make it from your home to go out there to Vegas? All the time that you were on the road or in the air, what was on your mind? Well, when I when I came here, my intention was to go in a my son and I know that he had told me that about this young lady and uh, I was anxious to meet her see see what he you know what he was saying to me and I came out expecting to find the right person for me and believe it or not Mm-hmm. The fit was as good as you said it would be. I thank God for mm-hmm. that. Thank God for him. Yeah. You know what's funny? When we were serving dinner in the house, he asked me, he said, This food you cook? I said, Yeah. Now, you know, I had cooked all that food. I didn't know I was going to have guests. I knew we were, we were going to have some people over, but I didn't I didn't expect this. He said, You cook this? I said, Yes, I cook this. So I could tell by the smile on his face that he was happy with the food. And then he said, well, you have a piano. Do you play the piano, too? I said, yes, sir. And then he said, well, would you play and sing for me? And uh, I looked at my sister, who was also at the table, who plays the piano, and I I said, sure, we'll sing some songs to the Lord when we're done with dinner. And so that evening just evolved, and we got to singing, and he joined us, and we started singing hymns. And it's like I saw the spiritual side of him first through our singing and praise before I even really focused in on the physical aspects of him. We made a spiritual connection first. It was amazing. Mm. It was just a, just a godsend. It really was. Wow. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because he could carry a note for Brother Prater. <laughs> he, you know, he kind of struggled with carrying a note. But he joined in with us and we sung songs of praise. Oh, singing, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so we heard the the matchup, but were you already ready for love when he came to the door? I was ready. I had been single for 18 years, and I had witnessed some trials and tribulations, which I talk about in my book. I wrote Love and Promise. Every woman desires to be loved. Most women desire to be loved. And I always <laughs> wanted the love that would carry me for a lifetime. I wanted a God kind of love. I wanted the kind of love. I wanted to be adored. I wanted devotion. And what was really high on my list was commitment and loyalty. And so I had tried to acquire those things on my own, and I had so much failure with trying to do it on my own as a single woman. So I had come to a point in my walk with Christ where I had to total surrender. And as I surrendered to him, I had to let all my expectations of what I want go. But at the same time, I still desired that love, mm-hmm. the love, the kind of love that would carry you through your life, you know, the kind of love that God wants to exist between a man and woman. So, yes, I was very much ready for love. And I told the mm-hmm. Lord at one point, I said, I'm not going to be trying to matchmake on the computer. I'm not going to be trying to get people to hook me up. I'm done. I said, Lord, unless you send me someone, I will just be by myself. If I'm going to live a life of singleness, dear Lord, then fix me, fix my mind, my body, my soul to receive that and live that way if that's pleasing to you. So, But that was my prayer. But deep inside, I wanted a love. I wanted love. Hmm. So it sounds like to me, just by the way that you received him, it seemed as if you've never been hurt before. So I'm sorry. you're saying, huh? Could you repeat that? By the way that you received him into your life, at your door, and, and everything, it seemed like if, if you've never been hurt before. So are you saying that if we give God all of our hurt, all of our pain from the past, that he can clean everything out as if we've never been hurt before? Exactly. I went through a lot of pain early on trying to make something happen. In my book, I call it Love in the Wilderness. I was in a relationship for nine years, and the man walked away. I did everything in my power to make that relationship work early on, and you know it fell apart. He said, he said to me, he said, if I had a reason not to marry you, he said, I couldn't put my finger on it. He said, but I don't want to marry you. I was crushed. I was broken. But you know what? The Lord brought healing. The Lord brought me back to him, and he brought healing, and he gave me peace, and he gave me my joy back. So, yes, I had been hurt. But when the Lord fixes your heart and your soul and your mind and your total surrender, he'll take all that away from you, and he'll give you peace. And that's what he did. He gave that the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I kept praying, Lord, give me back my joy. It's my strength. I need joy. I was so depressed. I said, Lord, I need joy. And the Lord began to give me joy. He began to give me peace and work through all those those disappointments and, and through that healing process. I was able to let all that go. And in God's time, he brought my husband 
at the time he felt that I was ready to receive him. Hmm. Hmm. So God brought the healing before he brought your husband. Exactly. I couldn't take that with me. He told me to let it go. He took mm. me a period through a period of, of I had to forgive and let go of the pain. And he taught me how to forgive and let go. Because one of the things the Lord has dealt with me about was that people give you what they have to offer, whether it be good or bad. Sometimes people give you good things. They give you good stuff. They give you themselves. And if a person is hurting themselves, they're going to give you hurt. So I was mm. thinking that selecting mates that were hurting themselves. So they were in no position to give me joy if they're hurting. So the Lord said that unless a man loves me first, he can't love you. Amen. So I learned through that experience that I had to love Christ first, and whoever who have God has for me, he has to love Christ first. So, yes, that's how my healing came about, by just surrendering totally to God. Hmm. Amen. Yeah. So, so when you... So when you saw and met Mr. Johnson, he didn't resemble any of your past hurt, huh? I had told the Lord, I said, Lord, I don't have enough sense to know how to pick nobody. <laughs> I did, sweetheart. <laughs> I said, Lord, I don't know how to pick nobody. I said, I surrender all that to you, all these conceptions of what I think I want and what it should look like. I had to surrender all that. Said, Lord, I'm in your hands. I don't have no clue. So when Mr. Johnson came, I I would have never comforted him. I would, in my mind, at that time, would have never understood how wonderful life would have been if I had. It wouldn't have had no way matched what God sent me. I'm telling you, when God does it, he does not sell you short. It will exceed beyond your expectations. And he picked picked for me the most wonderfulest husband a woman could ever have. One of the things he told me that in order to serve God, I'm going to let him talk because I don't want you all talking, but in order to serve God and serve others, and I might be going a little bit on a bird walk here, you have to serve your wife first, your family first. And he Mm -hmm. lived by that. Mm -hmm. Amen. Before Mr. Johnson says something, I want to. Too far off the mark now. No, 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 no. Number one, this is what needed, and my main thing. I want people to know this is God's program. This is God's podcast, and how the Holy Spirit moves. That's what's needed. You know. Now, now before Mr. Johnson coming, I do want to say something here. Now, normally, we all know people that give a great sales pitch about their spouse. And then when you meet them, you're like, uh-uh, no, you know what? That person is in la-la land. This person don't see. It's so obvious. This person running game. This person is a trickery, all that stuff. So when I heard about Mr. Johnson, as a man, my guards were up. But when I met him and I saw Everything that Mrs. Johnson said about Mr. Johnson did not compare to who he was in the physical and spiritual. When I saw him, he 
gave so much love. This was before he even actually said anything much to me. And then when I got a chance to talk to him, you know, it really did my heart so well because I met a real man. I met a man after God's own heart. And that gave they gave me a lot of relief as a young man to know that there are real men that still exist. Not all good men are dead or in jail or homosexual. There are a real men. And so by there being real men that are still out there, even though we kind of heard from him a little bit, I want to formally introduce Mr. Johnson for him to speak and, you know, I'm going I'm to throw the question to you, and then you can take it from there. Just like Mrs. Johnson, when I told her that it seemed like she'd never been hurt, I want to tell you because you traveled. You were the one that traveled, and you had plenty of time to change your mind, go back, or whatever. But it seemed like because of your effort, because of your work, it seemed like you'd never been hurt. So, have you ever been hurt before in your life? I guess I have in a sense, but I have not. Uh, the problem, the, the deal with me is I have never had the love problem that a lot of people have had. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I came into this relationship. I sought the Lord. I sought the Lord for guidance. And after a, I've been hurt. I, I, I've had a loss, great loss. <laughs> I had a wife before of uh, 33 years. And uh, a woman that I loved, a woman that I was committed to. I lost her to cancer back in 05. After losing her, I purposed in myself that God would not take from me without giving to me love again. And because of this, I moved forward believing that God has given me love again. And I came 1,500 miles to find this love that I feel the Lord has given me. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. That's, hmm. That, that's even a testimony within itself. Hmm. So, Mr. Johnson, can you, can you talk to the men, what are their responsibilities when it comes down to just pursuing love and even talking to God about, you know, who are their wife, what to do? If, if a single man is looking for love, what should he do? I'm going to suggest to you first, pursue God. Mm-hmm. Pursue God 
first. Receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Come into relationship with him. Commit to him. Walk with him. And walking with him, then you're in a position to ask of him to give you someone to love. You make sure when you ask of him for love that you're ready for his kind of love. Mm-hmm. I don't mean just a little while, 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 little deal. I mean the God kind of love. Mm-hmm. Well, as unafraid to love and commit to a, a woman. See, see, love, God is love. Mm-hmm. Without God, without God in your heart, you're, you're unable to love. I don't care who you are. If there's no God in the heart, then there's no love. If you don't have the God, love in your heart, then you don't have love to share with anybody. You can't love a woman as you should. You can't commit to a family as you should. You can't dedicate and be devoted to your family as you should. Everything's based upon relationship with God. A loving relationship comes out of a loving relationship with God. Hmm. If you do not have it, then you don't have it to pass on to a mate. Hmm. You can't love your wife. You can't love your children. You can't be earnest and you can't commit to the one woman. You find yourself running from this one to that one to this one to that one, trying to find joy in a person. And as she said earlier, a person can only give you what they have. If you don't have the God in you, then you're not going to be able to come in relationship with a woman with God in her. Because if you don't have God in you, you can't recognize the God in her. She had the God in her. You still would know. It takes God to know God. Hmm. Two godly people come together and build a godly relationship. God honor the relationship. God guides the relationship. God uh, uh, supply hope in the relationship. God keeps the relationship alive through the rough times as well as the easy time. Through laughter even and tears. Because we're talking about about the ability of God, his ability to keep. One of the things you said to me, honey, uh, he mentioned when he said God doesn't give his sons and daughters just to anyone. That we are special. When we have a heart for God, he's not going to give anybody, just anybody to us. So if you want what God intends for you to have, if you want a man that loves the Lord, that knows that when there's a a disagreement, what he does, both go down on their knees and they pray, and God brings resolution. If you want that that kind of relationship where you're on the same page, then you have to uh, trust him to make the choice for you. And that's what I did in this situation is, 
I thank God for, for, for my husband every day. He's such a wonderful man. And I'm not yeah. just saying that. It is really true. He's really a wonderful person. Yeah. You know, just like I, uh, I posed a question to Mr. Johnson on the aspect from or to the men, if I can ask on behalf of the ladies, Mr. Johnson, there may be some ladies out there that feel like maybe they their biological clock is ticking fast and they trying to they have to hurry up and get married because um, you know, like I said, their biological clock is, is ticking and, and they're trying to get a, a man as fast as they can because they want to hurry up and find one before somebody snatch them. And also sometimes maybe they feel like they have to settle and maybe they can make a guy a good man. Uh, can you speak to the young ladies out there that may have yeah. that kind of feeling? Yes, I'll, 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 I'll share my experience with that. I, um, had struggled. I had been married before and divorced. I was a single parent. And I know it's like to feel the loneliness in the night and, and you want someone. You want to share your life. And, you know, biologically you want to have children and you want that that life with a mate. But I, the mistake you make is when you go out there and you try to hurry, hurry, hurry and try to make something happen instead of waiting on God. I was in a relationship, I'll share this on a personal account, in a relationship I had mentioned earlier with a gentleman for nine years. And I mean, we did everything together. We traveled, we went everywhere. I was a single parent. I had my girls. And uh, I had all the bells and whistles you would want in a relationship with that kind of person. And, you know, in the beginning, the telltale signs were there. He wasn't ready for marriage. First of all, where we met was not really the best place for me. You know, we were in Las Vegas, and we were out on the strip, and there was a concert, and he was in that bar having a drink. Okay? But you know what? When we're desperate, we overlook all those telltale signs. And he seems a little depressed. We look overlook those, tell, uh, those telltale signs. And that relationship went on for nine years because I believe, I really believe that if I loved him enough, if I nurtured him enough, if I cared for him enough, if I met all his needs one day, he would, would would ask me to marry him, and I would become his wife. That was my goal. So I put in nine long years of dedicate, dedication. I was wife. I was nurse. I was I was counselor. Everything I could possibly be to this man. And he actually went as far as getting an engagement ring. But when it finally came down to it, he said he did not want to marry me. And I was crushed. So what I learned from that experience, you cannot console, conjole, or convince anyone to love you. You you cannot manipulate a situation to make a man accept you and love you. The Bible says that a man, what does the scripture chooses? When he chooses a wife, he chooses a good thing. It was not mm-hmm. my position to have him to choose me in the first place. And the other thing, uh, brother, I was out of God's will. I wasn't walking closely in my walk with Christ. I was busy out there trying to find somebody to meet. My my whole agenda was wrong. I wasn't trying to serve God. I was trying to nail me a man, a husband. After nine years and then the rejection came, came. It was a very difficult lesson for me to learn. It was a painful lesson for me to learn. But God, 
let me know that I belong to him. And and I learned from that lesson that I in no way can produce any man to love me or to stop me or to marry me. So I say to the women that want someone, your best, the best opportunity you have, the best way to go with it is to totally, completely trust God to bring you a mate. Hmm. I was 55 when I walked down the aisles from Mr. Johnson. Hmm. I had given up on love. I said I was too old. Who's going to want a 55-year-old woman who then had children, you know, everything's going downward south? Who want, you know, when there's so many younger women out there, I thought my time was over when this man came into my life. But God said it was not over. That's the beautiful thing about it. He did not forget about me. Once I totally surrendered to the Lord, then he brought who he wanted me to have. And I walked down the aisle saying my vows to the man, the love of my life, at the age of 55 years old. Even after all my failures, all my disappointments, all the things that I wish I had not went through, God did not forget about me. He had plans for me, and he had plans for Mm. Wow! Wow! <laughs> if you don't mind, what I'm gonna do? Go, go ahead, Mr. Johnson. I, I was going to say uh, uh, to those women, uh, the, the worst thing you can do is get in a hurry. The worst thing you can do is get in a hurry. Uh, find peace in where you are. You seek seek the Lord first for someone. And after you've done that, find peace in your present days. Don't feel pressure and push to make swift decisions. Because swift decisions always bring destruction. Best antidote to it is to find peace. Find peace in your singleness. You think, well, I, I got to do this. I got to get married. I got to have. No, no. You don't have to do that. Find peace. Wait on the Lord. Let Him place you with someone. And you don't have to do it tonight. You don't have to do it tomorrow. Find peace in your present days. And in time, the Lord will bring that person to you. Make sure that you're ready for that God kind of person. Mm-hmm. Because if you're asking God for your son, then daughter, you have a responsibility to be a godly daughter. God, do not give. His, he said, don't give that which is holy to dogs. Oh, yeah. And he's not going to give that which is holy to that which is unholy. And you know, one of the things I wrote in the book, sweetheart, when I said that the cast not your what? Pearls. Pearls to swine? Mm-hmm. Do not. Do not let they trample on them and when you, when you I can remember your scripture, but don't cast your pearls to swine. And that's one of the things that I really want young women to, to know is all the valuables. All the talents that God has given the women, you beautiful women, all those beautiful talents, don't throw that, don't throw that, don't squander it. 
Don't cast it to swine. And you can't win it with your body. You can't win it. You can't win it with your personality. Uh-uh. No. You, you can't win it with your smartness. You can't win it with your money. No. You have None to, of that works. No. Don't cast it to swine. Don't give it but away. But save that for who God wants you to have. Those things are valuable, and you just don't squander your jewels. I call them jewels. Don't squander your jewels. This is so needed. This is so needed. What I want to do, because we have some people on the line, and I know they may have some questions or they just want to give some comments. I want to make sure for those who just now tuned in, I have Mr. and Mrs. Johnson, the author of Love as Promised. And right now, we're going to go to the phone line right now. The last four digits are one five. Two seven one five two seven. Hello. Hello there. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart Radio Program. You on air? Yes. Uh, good evening, sir, and God bless all of y'all that are on air. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Ms. Johnson, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson. First off, uh, uh, may the Lord bless your marriage. Uh, thank you so much for just whatever whatever I've already heard. It's just been a a major blessing and just whatever you've gone through is just uh it's kind of like what i've been going through it's like i i had a first marriage and it was just uh it just wasn't good uh we were both good people but we just were not compatible long long story short so it's just but my question to y'all is um if one has never really make a long long story short about my life i, I grew up in a home my father you know he, he abused me and you know, of course there's issues with trust and insecurities all my life but even through my first marriage, I know I made a lot of bad decisions because of rushed decisions. Both of us did, actually. Um, and I'm, I'm still paying for that in, in different ways, even to this day. But my question to y'all is, and I've been asking Brother Prater this for uh, over the past few months, how do you know or how do you how do you feel love or show love if you've never really been shown it, like, I guess, in your household or if you could, you know, how to connect with a man if you've never really been... You know, if that trust was never shown to you, I don't know if that even makes any sense, or if y'all even understand my question. But I think um, I do. okay, uh, so you, I want to make sure I understand. You're saying that you've never been shown love or trust, so you don't know. Are you saying that you struggle? It's hard to struggle to show that if you haven't experienced that. Is that kind of yeah, yeah. Basically, I mean, well, I mean, you, I've had love, but I mean, it's just that uh, I guess the, um, I guess the true connection with uh, your husband or the true connection with a man, the one you just feel completely connected with. You know, if you've never really been shown that from the one that's supposed to protect you and and show you love and and the actual, I guess, the blueprint of what you're supposed to look for in a man, and then of course you try to kind of go by your own rules. Yeah. You know, and just uh, uh, it's like okay, and I, I guess you're saying some earlier, or even you were talking about you know you're never too old. I'm like, well, I'm I'm 40 through now, so I'm I'm kind of thinking the same thing. I'm like, who would want me? You know, of course I've got two yeah. teenage kids, and they're great kids, and but obviously you you and of course other people have proved me wrong, and your husband, Mr. Johnson, that bless him for for saying that. You know, don't don't rush decisions. To me, that's just God's confirmation to me. It's like okay, whenever I hear his voice, is just wait. Don't I mean I I wouldn't even know what to look for in the first place, so I guess that in itself is a blessing. But my thing well, is, just, I said I just 
I don't know what that feels like. So I mean, I don't know how to give something that I don't know how to feel, if that even makes any sense. I'm just I just pray that it you comes. Know. Well, one of the things I would say first is first seek God because God is love. And a lot of times people don't know what love looks like or feel like because they haven't experienced it themselves. But by drawing in closer in a relationship with the Lord, the Lord actually can show you how to love. And I and, and, and I will say that when I met Archie prior to meeting my husband, I had been mm-hmm. a, a, a I was crushed and I was broken. I had been betrayed big time to the point where I didn't trust no man. I had completely lost my trust, and I wasn't open. I was so guarded, so guarded. But something miraculously happened when I met him because I was ready to love, but I wasn't necessarily ready to trust. One of the things I would say, um, say, yeah, one day I might get married, but I'm going to be a prenup girl. I had experienced quite a bit of success in my lifetime, and I wasn't willing to share the things that I had uh, accrued in my lifetime with someone. I didn't trust them enough to do that. But I right. will tell you what happened. When Archie showed up and God, he had that man, that God kind of love in his heart, it was so transparent, it was so clear that I saw it and I felt it and I experienced it. And you know what? I tell people all the time, I didn't necessarily choose to love my husband. God placed it in my heart. It just showed up. And I know that may be hard to understand, but I wasn't, he placed it there. It just showed up and it wasn't a choice. I just knew I loved him. So by drawing it closer to the Lord, that's the way the healing process process will happen for you. And through a loving relationship relationship with the Lord, he will guide you and teach you how to love. Because God is love, so the love that we have for each other kind of mimics the love that God has for us. I like to say that again. The love that we have for each other should reflect the love that God has for us. And so I would say draw closer to the Lord. And the more you love on the Lord and you respect him, you love him and you trust him and you embrace him, it opens your heart up to love others as well. Love the one that God wants you to have. I hope that God makes first. Sense. God first. God has to become my first love. God first. And Absolutely. then all those, no. and all those gardeners I had, it's just like overnight, it's just like dropped, like the shield just dropped, everything. And I couldn't even fix my mouth to say prenup or anything. It all just dropped and went away. God said, let all that foolishness go. And I did. And it just dropped. The shield just dropped. I have to keep saying it. I'm sorry. But that's what actually <laughs> happened. I didn't choose to love him. God placed it in my heart. Right. Well, the reason I all ask right. that, you know, and thank you for telling me that, is just that I guess because in my marriage, or my first marriage, I'm single. I've been single for the past 10 years, 10, 11 years, but... Um, that in itself, I guess it's a blessing because, we, like I said, we were not compatible. And there are many times in our marriage, I know I've, I've said hurtful things. And just like, I guess I, I feel bad that, you know, uh, I'm, I'm still praying for one. I was like, well, I just, I pray I don't make the same mistakes I did in the first one. Because, number one, you know, we were we were not Christian. I know he wasn't after God's heart. So I know that, that makes a big, big, big difference. I've realized that now over the years as I've been walking closer with Christ. So, but I just, I just thank y'all for y'all's message. I do have a scripture I want to share with you quickly. It's a real short scripture. This 
So this is kind of what helped me with understanding that. It's actually mm-hmm. uh, Jeremiah, the 17th chapter and the 5th verse. And this is the King James Version. It says, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh your strength, who hearts mm-hmm. parts of the Lord. And what that tells me is that when we rely on our own flesh and our own strength to try to make things happen, that's when it falls apart. The trust has to be in God. And when God Absolutely. is in the relationship, God will carry the relationship. He will carry you. He will carry the love, the compassion, all those things you so desire. But we just know that the flesh of the strength is the worst way to go. You don't want to trust in that. You want to trust in God and draw God nigh to him, near to him, and close to him. And then the other will come. Okay. Well, thank you. Jeremiah 17, 5, I'll definitely, definitely keep that in mind. Thank yeah. you so much. Yes, yes. Th- thank you for calling, and I'm gonna go to the next caller now. We have someone. Last four zero 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 nine five. Yes. Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart Radio Program. You're on air. Hello, Brother June, and um, hello, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson. Um, first of all, I'd just like to um, say thank you guys for sharing your testimony. Um, and the young lady that just got off, you guys answered most of the questions that I wanted to ask, but I just want to give you a little background of my life. I had been married for 17 years, and I got married very early in age. And, you know, throughout that marriage, started off trying to be everything I needed to be. When situations started rising and probably like maybe 14 years within the marriage, I decided, okay, then that's when I started doing wrong. Only because I felt like I, I came to the conclusion that I didn't, I didn't, the way, the way I loved myself is that I needed the validation of man, of my husband at the time. And every time I felt like I was not pleasing to him, I would switch my character or I'd try to change myself to be pleasing. If he still didn't notice, and I felt like I was failing at some point. And there were several times that he would walk out and leave, and then I felt like a failure. And then when he came back, I would sit there and hold the house down, take care of the kids. And when he came back, he came back. And I would blame myself for him leaving. But then, as you know, I just recently found out that he felt like a failure at the time, so that's why he would leave. Um, but so I've been divorced for over a year now. I got divorced in 2016. And I find myself sitting here, you know, still in, like, I'm going to be truthful. When I hear 10 years, I waited for 10 years after my divorce, or I waited for this amount of years after my divorce, I'm I'm just going to be transparent. It kind of scares me. And I don't know why that fear comes on that think that, okay, well, maybe I have to wait 10 more years until I find the right person. And the only reason why I say that is because I've always wanted this long-lasting marriage. You know, my mom and dad have been married forever. I think they're going on 43 years. And I've always wanted that, and that's one thing that I wanted with my first. I never wanted the fact of thinking of, like, divorce. I'm like, oh, this is this long-lasting marriage. But one thing I was reminded of is when I walked down that aisle, I remember trying to see if I can grow old with this person, and I could not see that. And I remember, and this is the day that I was getting married and I was walking down the aisle, and I could not see myself grown old and part of me wanted to turn around and run back down out of the aisle. I mean, run back, the, you know, run back. But I kept mm-hmm. trying to force that. Okay, I kept trying to force it. Oh, yeah. You know, maybe I didn't see it then. Maybe, you know, if I work on it, maybe if I do something right. But 
obviously was not meant to be because, you know, things just didn't work out when we went our separate ways. And I was left to raise the kids. Um, even, you know, I, you know, had to go to a shelter and stuff. But, you know, and all of that, I learned something that. But my still, my thing is, okay, I'm sitting right here and I'm, I understand now what you guys said. I have to just trust in God. I have to learn to love myself, which, you know, today I've, I've forgiven myself. I, you know, we had something in church and I was able to forgive myself and I felt a big relief. But when I think about this, you know, being able to, you know, get back out there and be married, it's kind of stressful because I'm like, I don't want to get too old because I want this long life. But then when I hear what you guys, when I hear your testimony, I'm like, it's never too late. I just, it's not, I just really got to get over, you know, making sure that I'm just right with God. You know, everything that you guys said, I actually was listening, and I was like, okay, I'm I'm understanding it now. So I really appreciate you guys sharing. It really made a big difference, you know, because, like I said, I was in this frantic, and I was chasing after. I'm trying to do it on my own, trying to, and, you right. know, and I'm going to be truthful. I'm like, oh, well, he's a man of God, and then I get, I'm like, well, this is just going to be perfect. He's a man of God. I can sit here and, you know, pursue him. Because of that lonely feeling, you know what I'm saying? I've always had somebody. I've always had somebody. Um, as soon as I got out of my mother's house, there was my husband. You know, I moved out right. of my mother's house, moved in with my husband. You know, I had my twin sister when we were younger. And so now I'm just here. And then I have my kids, and my kids are older. So now I'm just, like, here. And I feel like I'm in a rush to have that connection instead of just waiting on God. Um, and so... Yeah, so I think I figure, well, if that's the man of God, then that's okay. Then it's okay for me to pursue. But then I found out that I got hurt. I got even hurt trying to pursue a man of a God because he wasn't, you know, he just was not, we were not compatible, unequally yoked. Not saying he was a bad person, but he was not my, not the, we were not for each other. Does that make sense? Yes, I understand. I I, I understand. I do want to caution you about one thing. Um, I want you to know that I was married to a minister. I was married to a minister thinking that this man of God, you know, he was special. He had the word of God in him. He he understood the vows of being married and being committed and being loyal and dedicated and knew how to be a husband to me. I totally trust this minister, this man I married who was a minister. And needless to say, this man broke my heart. I ended up having to get a divorce. I was a single parent, and I was betrayed big time. So just to say, well, if I marry a minister, everything's going to be fine. We're a man of God, not necessarily. What I will caution you to do is wait patiently on God and let him choose. Let him choose. God knows what's best. Mr. Johnson want to add to that. Hey, wait patiently. Do not give in to fear. Yes, sir. Give God time. Here, here's the thing. In waiting, God's doing two things. He's preparing you for somebody else, and he's also preparing somebody else for you. Sometimes it takes time to get these two to line up. When you move out of 
fear, you're still trying to do it yourself. Yes, sir. You're still trying. You're trying to do it yourself, and 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 you're not going to be able to make it work. Trust God. Fall in love with Him. Trust Him. Yes, Trust Him to know what is best for you. Don't worry about the age thing. Be comfortable where you are and give God time to do what needs to be done in your life. Sometimes we think we're ready for something and really we're not. Give God time to work with you as well as work with finding somebody for you. But the key thing is to love God enough to trust him. Trust him. Don't walk in fear. There's nothing to be fearful of. God will come through for you. But do not put him on a time schedule. Don't. Do not put him on a you got to do it now because I'm 42 and, and I don't want to be 43 before. Relax. Give God time to solve the problem. Be good in your weight. Love the Lord, and he'll send you somebody that loves the Lord also. And I want to also say that give all that anxiety and stress to the Lord. I was single. I know what it was like for 18 years to feel the anxiety and feeling the loneliness in the middle of the night. I've, I've been there. Uh, and, and just, you know, what I used to do, I should just wrap my arm, hands around my arms in the middle of the night in the bed, and I would just start talking to Jesus. And he would bring that peaceful sleep. Just trust him. He and just give all that anxiety to him. You want he wants you to have peace. He wants you to have sleep sleep at night and know that he got you. And any decision that is made outside of his will is gonna be a mistake. It's gonna bring hurt. So you wanna be in the right place at the right time in God's season for him to bless you when it's time. So, sister, just stay encouraged. Just stay encouraged okay. and believe that he's got He's got your best interest at heart. He's got you. Thank you guys both so much. I appreciate it. Thank Good you. Good man, that to move quickly, you bring hurt when you You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. You do not need to bring more hurt in. That's absolutely true. I appreciate that. God bless you, sister. Bless you. Thank you. Yes, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for that. We we got a few more callers, and then we, whatever the Lord lay upon your heart. Oh, sorry about that. Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart Radio Program. You're on the air. Hello. 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 How you doing today? Wonderful. God is good. Yes, yes, yes. Well, we're online Brother- with. We're online with Mr. and Mrs. Johnson. Um, Mrs. Johnson, uh, the author of Love as Promised, and hopefully you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to have, if you have any questions, if you just want to make a statement, you're welcome to do so at this time. Brother Pacer, I'm sorry. This is me, I'm Mrs. Johnson. I thought you were speaking to us. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, what was the guest? Was the guest still online? Hello? Okay. I don't think any. Okay. 
I don't think anybody's doing that. Okay. Okay, I have someone else on. Someone else on the line. Okay. Okay, this is last four zero nine nine nine. Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart Radio Program. Are you on the air? Yes. Are you able to hear me? Yes, ma'am. I hear you. I hear you. How are you doing yes. today? I'm great. I'd just uh, like to thank God for um, the portion of the session that I have uh, heard and the the other two callers. And it's kind of like um, a lot of confirmation for me and um that a lot of uh, questions, everything that the man of God and the woman of God has spoke forth, um, it's just been answering, answering um, things that, you know, questions that I had. So, and my only thing is, um, is sometimes it's hard to tell when a person say they are man of God from, a worldly, a worldly man, and and that's, I mean, it's just, it's really hard sometimes, and I don't think it should be, I mean, I know that it shouldn't be like that because we should be different from the world, but they'll say that they are men of God, but yet they do some of the same things that a worldly man does. So, yeah. that's so true. That's true. What I would say, uh, what's your name now? My name is uh, Minister Christie. Okay, Minister Christie, God bless you. What I want to share with you today is that people will always come and say they're something. They're a man of God, they're a child of God, they're a disciple of God. But, you know, the Bible says that the world does not understand the spiritual things of God. And those that walk in the spirit, they don't walk in the flesh. They don't follow after the flesh, but they walk after the spirit. So God give those that are his, his sons and daughters a spiritual insight into what he wants them to have. One of the things I would say is that we should continue to build our spiritual walk with Christ. What helped me to, to, to know that Mr. Johnson was a godly man, man was my walk with Christ. And when I saw him for the first time, I didn't necessarily see the physical aspect of him in the beginning. I saw I saw God in him. I saw the spiritual, the compassion, the love for Christ. I saw the way he carried himself. It, it was all in agreement with, with my spirit. It's the spiritual man that you want to focus on and not what's coming out of someone's mouth when they say, well, I'm a man of God, and I, I preach and I do this, and I'm the word. Believe me, I was married to a man who professed that, and he was a not. didn't turn out to be what he said he was. So the, the most important thing is to just stay nigh close to God and, 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 and look at things through the spirit of God, through the spiritual eye. And, and and that's where you can tell if their spirit is in agreement with yours. Because they will walk the word, they will talk the word, they will see on the word. They will show a love for God like no other. And that's what makes the difference. They're not going to go after the things of the world, but they're going to seek those things that belong to, to God, God's children. They're going to seek to know Christ, to carry, to, to uh to carry his 
to be part of Christ and carry the carry themselves in the way of Christ. So look for the spiritual things in any man, which is most important. Amen. Thank you. I, I and I also just want to say I just I thank God for um Minister Prater. I know um it's been several weeks back, maybe a month ago, um, when uh, he spoke about love on the show and how he um, painted the picture of telling us when we see people hand in hand or if we see people all hugged up, that's just God's way of letting us know that chivalry is not dead. And I, I thank God for him saying that because of the profession that I'm in, kind of like what the caller said before, you want to have that long, that long life with a, uh, with a spouse because um, I meet elderly people every day that say that they've been married for 60-some years, they've been married for 50 years plus or 40-some years um or if they, you know, about to lose their spouse and and um, how they say that um, my husband was a, is a good man or my wife is a good man. So the other day, um, uh, one of the gentlemen was being released to go uh, to go back home, and and I just loved hearing the story. Um, the daughter was telling me that the wife, the gentleman, is blind. But the wife had came that night before to have dinner with him and how excited she was um, that he was being um, he was being able to return back home after therapy that next day. And then he told me how long that how long he'd been married. And and I just thank God for the words of encouragement that. Uh, Brother Prater, uh, Brother Prater had gave those weeks ago how he did make that example or paint that picture. When God is showing us this, He's letting us know that chivalry is not dead and that there's there is love out there for us. So I thank the callers and I thank the time to be able to just to say something. And I want you, Amen. And I want to say also, Sister Christy, that um. Chivalry is not dead. My husband is very romantic, <laughs> and I want to and I want to tell you in my book Love Is Promise I share some of the romanticism in it. They don't think that Christians can be romantic, but uh, in my book Love Is Promise I talk about it reads like a novel, but believe me, every word of it is true. It, it, I even share the romance and what I was feeling when I met him and and how he was such a gentleman and he took my hand. So yes, chivalry is not dead. And that is godly. You can be uh romantic and be godly in the same at the same time. And honor God mm-hmm. and what he expects from us. Amen. Amen. I and I totally um I totally believe that and just a quick um just to say one more quick thing. Um I I know um I understood more about what uh, Minister Prater was saying uh, when he when he had that show uh, those weeks ago, and then it comes around to uh, an apostle that I'm linked up with, and she's in another um, state, and I happened to call her one day just just to call her um, 
for ministry purposes. And then she turned around to tell me, and she's 50-some years old, too, um, that the marriage covenant has returned back to her and that she was planning her wedding. She'll be getting married um, December the 31st. And, um, and I was just like, wow. And so she even let me know before the end of our conversation um, that she is the example for me to, to let me know that, um, that, you know, God has someone, he has the person for me. So, and just to hear y'all's story and it just, it's, it's just wonderful. It's just wonderful because she said the, basically kind of the same things you were saying. She was like, my hair is, my hair is gray and I'm old and, and you know, she, you know, she was feeling some of those same things, but she said the man of God that um, God has blessed her with, he loves her, he upholds her in the ministry. He's not intimidated by her ministering and everything. And so, yeah, I, I thank God. I thank God for all what I've heard tonight and the things that I've heard upon uh, being a part of this show. Amen. 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 Just stay encouraged and know that God has not forgotten about you. Stay faithful. Stay faithful. Yes. God has not yes. forgotten. will not forget. He will come through for you. Amen. Hmm. We, we have one more caller, and then we're going to wrap up this episode. We got one more caller. Hello. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart Radio Program. You're on the air. Hello, Carla, are you there? Okay, one more time. Carla, are you there? Okay. Okay, maybe they got off. Now, do you do you have any closing remarks you would like to say? And 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 then after the remarks, if you don't mind, Ashley. Instead of having one, both of you all are welcome to pray. Um, one thing about this episode, I believe, I believe on this podcast, we all have to give everything to God, and I love for us to conclude everything with prayer. But uh, before Amen. we go into it, in a prayer, before we go into prayer, um, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson. Whatever the Lord laid upon your heart to say right now, you're welcome to do so. Oh, sorry about that. Y'all welcome to do so at this time. I want to say at this time, uh, brother, that uh, everybody joining is not necessarily love that they're needing or is looking for. There's other promises that. Uh, you're waiting for God to answer. If you are faithful, hold on to the hand of God. Not only will he fulfill the promise of love, he'll fulfill every promise, any promise. Give you hope again, give you strength again, it gives you joy if you lost your joy. 
And above all, in the midst of this crazy world we live in, to give you peace. And if you've been hurt, he will restore you. He will heal you. He, he will bring you back to a peaceful and joyful stage with him. But you must trust him. You must abide in him. If you're looking for a mate, don't give up. Don't quit. The worst thing you can do is quit. Don't throw in the towel. There's no reason to. God said it. He's a big God. He's able to bring his promise to pass. Every promise. Every promise. If God is able to heal hurts. He's able to bind up broken hearts. He's able to bring peace where tomorrow has a bind. Trust him. Trust him. And if you don't know him, you need to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. For it's through him that we have life. It's through him that we have love. And without him, there is no love. And if you don't have love, you're not going to have success in finding love. The next person cannot love you enough for both of you. The next person, the wife, cannot have enough love for her and the husband too. It takes two people. It takes two people. It's willing to commit. It's willing to commit to the Lord, come to the Lord, and ask direction of the Lord. And he'll lead you. You better wait in. My word to you is to continue to wait. Be patient in your waiting. Be good in your waiting. Don't feel pressure. Don't give in to the pressure of it needs to happen now. Lots of times, the reason why it doesn't happen right now, I said earlier, no, we're not really as ready as we think that we are. Sometimes things have to shift around and, 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 and turn and shift in our lives in order to make us the person that's able to love. To be loved. Amen, brother. Brother Preacher, I think uh, my husband said all that needed to be said because God is giving him <laughs> the word. <laughs> yes. Amen. Yes. And I'm in agreement with that. Amen. Now, before we go into prayer, um, how, regardless of what my background was, um, I might have been someone that may not have followed uh, what God told us to do. I might have backslid. I might have had a promiscuous background, a lifestyle. Um, Maybe I'm not saved. Um, Can you tell me what do I need to do to give my life to God? First off, 
you must accept Jesus as your personal Savior. You mm-hmm. must uh, be willing to repent and say, Lord, I have sinned. Please forgive me for my sinning. And then I accept and believe that you are Jesus, you're the Son of God, you're the Savior of this world. And please come into my life with Jesus and make me that new person. That's just my own personal way of saying it. Just surrender mm-hmm. and, 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 and come to the Lord and act and receive salvation. That is the beginning of accessing all the wonderful things that God wants you to have is through repentance, through salvation, and giving yeah. your life to Christ. Christ yeah. will wipe away. He said those that walk not in the flesh but in the spirit, God said there's no condemnation. All the things you have done to your past, mm-hmm. and he'll wipe that slate clean. Amen? Amen. He'll wipe yeah. it clean. Amen. I mean, I mean, in my book, God told me to tell it, tell the truth, tell the truth, be honest. Put it out there because I want you guys to know that God forgave me of all my stuff. My love in the wilderness, he wiped my slate clean. He said, there's no condemnation. He said, you are free. He said, whom I have free is free in Amen. And once you accept Jesus as your personal Savior, then you have access to all those promises that he has to for his children. You have access to the love that you want. Because you have God who is love. And that is the beginning of of, of establishing love through a, through a relationship with other with, with, with someone for a lifetime. Or promises mm-hmm. or things you want in your life. But you have to accept Jesus as your personal Savior and, and come before him. Mm-hmm. Before the salt on the grace. God is very graceful and merciful. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. And, and, and one more thing, as I get ready to ask um, one of you all to lead us in prayer, just in case someone is wondering, just in case they don't know, God can preserve you. God can preserve you until you get married. You don't have to. I address mm. He can do it. Yes. In, okay, we're trying to start with you and want to speak on that. In the book, I wrote about that, about the courtship, because a lot of times people don't want to talk about courtship. What right, does it look right, like right. And I talk about how when 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 uh when Mr. Johnson approached me about, and it was so transparent. He said, "What happened?" He had came to Las Vegas and met me. He went home and he consecrated and prayed. To God for three days before he called me and he said that he wanted to enter into a relationship with me with the intent of marriage there was nothing complicated about it it was very clear very transparent and he said that I'm a man of God and you're a woman God and I believe that this has God written all over it and my intent is to marry so then the courtship begins and what happens this man, I said, Lord, teach me how to court. I've been out of the church for over years, and I know how the world court and what they do and all that, but how do I conduct myself in this kind of relationship? And you know what? I didn't have I, I addressed it with the Lord, but since because he was a man of God whom God sent to me, he was just as concerned about his walk with Christ as I was about my walk with Christ. Amen. And so we walked that walk together and we maintained our relationship 
in on in a way that was honoring to God. No sex. We we courted, but I will tell you that the courtship lasted for probably seven. How how many months? Maybe eight months. And we got married. It wasn't a long courtship, but we honored God because we knew God brought us together. So, yes, I do talk about courtship in the book and that honoring God is the most important thing to do when God brings you one of his sons to marry. Yes, yes, yes. Now, if you don't mind, if y'all can go ahead and give a word of prayer, either one, it it doesn't matter. And um, because, of course, prayer is always in order. Amen. Father in heaven, we come this hour thanking thee for what our ears have heard. For letting us be a voice of God. Mighty God, strengthen those that are hurting today. The women that are waiting, seeking after a husband, Lord, keep them strong. Keep them faithful. Teach them to be pure in their way. Thank you, Lord, for this hour, this time that you've given us together on this radio station. Bless this young minister that he may go, continue to go forward. Be a light to those in darkness. Let the love of God shine through even this radio station that others might see the goodness of God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Now, we've heard your testimony. We've heard some great nuggets. You've blessed us. You've prayed for us. Can you tell us how to get in contact with you and also uh, how to purchase your book, please? Okay, uh, we're going to give you one of our cell numbers if you want to call in just ministry. Um, the number you can call would be 428, it's area code 702-428-7601. Uh, you can leave a message if we don't pick up right away, or you can uh, go to Facebook. It's Lad Johnson. And I am on Messenger. I, I, I'm on Message, so if you just join the Facebook, send a request, and then I will let you join. And then we can also speak via the Messenger as well. Again, it's Jay Ladd Johnson on Facebook. The book, Love is Promise, it can be, is available for purchase through Amazon.com. Uh, you, can, you can get it in several versions. It comes in a hard book cover. It comes in a soft book. And it also comes in the e-version for those who have want to download an e-version like on Kindle. But it is available through Amazon.com. There's other ways of accessing the book as well, which you can Google it, but I usually just tell people they can purchase a copy through Amazon.com. Amen. Amen. And now, and a lot for those who go ahead. I say, and the, a lot of the things we have discussed tonight, I go a little bit more in detail in the book, but you won't be just 
disappointed. Uh, it was an assignment given to me by God. God told me to write this book. It took me five years to write it because I kind of struggled with sharing some of my personal experiences. But the Lord said, no, you share them so that you may be a help to others. But uh, just please know that the book is full of a lot of good information. And I pray that when you read it, that it will bring enlightenment and encouragement to you to let you know that God loves you and that he has promises. That he, he keeps, that he makes to the ones he loves, and that he has not forgotten about you. Yes, Amen. yes. Yeah. And just in case someone want to make sure to write down the name or look up the name, it's J, the letter J, Lad. The letter J, yes. Lad, and Johnson. J-O-H-N-S-O-N. Yes. J is the first initial of my first name. Yes, yes. And I want to thank each and every one who called in. Great questions. Uh, I thank you all for your transparency. Uh, That's one of the things I believe in. Even before I got into ministry, the first thing I believe in us being transparent and I thank you all, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson. I thank you all for coming online. I thank you all for coming and blessing us. And on a personal level, if no one else was blessed, you all bless me. Um, I, I'm honored to have met you all. And I thank you all for being such a great example in this time where a lot of people rushing to get a divorce, a lot of people um, even stepping outside of their marriage or some trying to promote same-sex marriage, y'all are showing a true example of a godly marriage. And I really, really, really appreciate you all. Thank y'all for y'all nuggets. Thank y'all for y'all love. And I'm praying that very, very soon, very soon, that your platform will become greater, grander, larger, because y'all have a great testimony. And in the midst of a world of divorce, God will set the stage for y'all to promote his kingdom. And I'm I'm very honored for you all. And I speak many blessings to you all, to y'all ministry, y'all marriage, individually and collectively. We receive that. We receive that, my brother. And we want to thank you for the opportunity to share our story with others. Uh, We have a heart for God. We love the Lord dearly, and we want to be a light. And our whole purpose is to reconcile people's hearts by Christ. And through reconciliation, God will fulfill those promises. Yes, yes, yes. Once again, I, I thank you all, and um, if y'all don't mind, matter of fact, regardless if we're not in the building of a church, this is God's house. So if you don't mind, um, if Mr. Johnson, you don't mind giving the benediction, and we'll wrap this up, and we'll feed and gnaw on this while we sleep. Father, thank you again for this moment in time with this great audience. Keep our hearts united, Lord, even 
Though we are miles apart, Lord, keep us united. Keep God and angels encamped around us that we might dwell in this land peaceful. People that are hurting today, Lord, that are going through hurt, that are going through major trials in their life, Lord, oh, God of comfort, comfort those people. Bring peace in their lives. Bring peace and hope again in Jesus. While we absent one from another, keep us in thy name we pray. Amen. 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 I thank you all for listening to Reconnect My Heart radio, excuse me, radio program. God bless you all and good night. <laughs>